Welcome to the podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse Tabernacle. You can find out more about our church at lighthouseofmaslin.com or join us for worship Sundays at 11. We pray this message will be a blessing to you. about how to prepare and they're going to talk it's one of the first rules I say you got to know where you're going <laughs> but I'm breaking that rule today because uh, the more I thought about the service and praying about it the more I kept feeling this simple phrase hearing what the spirit is saying hearing what the spirit is saying and that's what I want to talk to you about today. We're going to go to the Word in a moment. Before we do, can we lift our hands and our voices together one more time? Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we worship you. Lord, we magnify your name today. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. We worship you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. The scripture talks a lot about the Spirit speaking. Paul told Timothy the Spirit spoke specifically about the last times. In 1 Timothy 4.1 it says this, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly, distinct, it's to the point, that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. I like this phrase, seducing spirits, because it really sums up. John talked about the spirit speaking quite a bit in Revelation chapter 2 and verse 7. He said, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the spirit saith unto the churches. Again, in Revelation 2.29, he said, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And yet again, in Revelation 3.22, he says it again the same way. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. When something is repeated over and over again in the Bible, it means it is of extreme importance. It means you're supposed to take notice. You're supposed to look a little deeper. You're supposed to pause and say, wait a second. What am I supposed to be grasping here? And yet we see this same phrase over and over again. Hear what the Spirit is saying. We need to hear what the Spirit of God is speaking. We need to have ears that are willing to hear and hearts that are willing to receive what we hear. You know, you can hear and not receive. You can have a spirit that's willing to receive, but you've never learned how to tune in to hear. 
You've got to hear it, and you've got to be willing to receive it. When we hear what the Spirit is saying, it brings deliverance. Mark 13, 11, Jesus said, But when they shall lead you and deliver you up, take no thought beforehand what you shall speak, neither do you premeditate, but whatsoever shall be given you in that hour, that speak ye, for it's not you that speak, but the Holy Ghost. When you're in trouble, when you don't know what to do, that's when you need to have your ears tuned in because God will begin to speak to you and through you. Hearing the Spirit speaking can pick you up from your deepest despair. Ezekiel chapter 2 and verse 1, it says this, And he, that's the Spirit of God, said unto me, Son of man, stand upon thy feet, and I will speak unto thee. And the Spirit entered into me when he spake unto me, and set me upon my feet, that I heard him that spake unto me. When the Spirit of God began to speak to Ezekiel in one of the worst situations you can imagine, he just left Jerusalem and passed through streets that were literally covered from one end to the other with the dead bodies of his friends, neighbors, and loved ones, and now is in a prison camp in Babylon. But he heard the voice of God, and when he heard the voice of God begin to speak, it pulled him back up to his feet. There are many things that happen when we hear what the Spirit is saying. Wrong doors are closed. Right doors are opened. As we see in the missionary journeys of Paul in the book of Acts chapter 16, they wanted to go to the Asian nations to preach, but the Holy Spirit said no. Then they thought they would go to a city called Bithynia, but again the Spirit said no. It wasn't the travel agents, it wasn't Paul, it wasn't his friends, but the Holy Spirit spoke and said, no, the wrong doors were closed. It wasn't time for that yet. But then Paul kept seeking after God and was given a vision in the night by the Spirit. It wasn't something he ate, it wasn't just a wild dream, but the Spirit began to speak to Paul in the nighttime and he saw a vision of a man from Macedonia saying, Please come and help us. The right door was opened because someone was hearing what the Spirit was saying and a church was born. It was Peter hearing what the Spirit was saying that opened the door to the Gentiles. It was Saul and Ananias hearing what the Spirit was saying that turned Saul into Paul. One of the worst and most vicious persecutor of Christians into the greatest Christian missionary. And the list goes on and on and on. The world-shaking, life-changing power that is released when we tune ourselves in to hear what Jesus is saying through his spirit. And this topic kept coming to my heart and mind there was one scripture that kept standing out in his revelation chapter 22 and verse 17 this is what it says and the spirit and the bride say come the spirit and the bride say come and let him that heareth 
say come. And let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. There is debate about who is being addressed in this verse. Most of it seems to center around whether or not you're viewing the scripture from a Trinitarian perspective of God. Some that read it think that it's the Holy Spirit and the bride telling Jesus to come. And while there are verses that tell us that we're to feel that way, we're to tell Jesus that we want him to come soon, and John will even close out the book of Revelation with those words in just a few verses, even so, come, Lord Jesus. The problem here in verse 17 is that we understand the Bible clearly declares from Genesis to Revelation that Jesus is the Holy Spirit. It's not another person telling Jesus to come back soon. And he isn't talking to himself saying, come back soon. Urging Jesus' return is addressed in multiple places. And it is a wonderful and powerful subject. But that is not what's being addressed in verse 17. And the key to knowing that is just to keep on reading. The Spirit, that's a capital S. That means it's the Spirit of Christ speaking. The Spirit and the bride, that is the church. The church, those who have been born of water and of spirit are the bride of Christ. So Jesus and the church say come. And then you keep reading and said, and let him that heareth Say come. When you hear what the Spirit's saying, when you hear what the church is saying, then your response should be to say the same thing. Come. Now we find out who they're addressing and let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. It's talking about those that are wandering, those that are lost, those that don't know where to turn. The invitation comes from Jesus and from the church. Come, come to the water of life and drink. We find very similar words in the gospel of John in chapter 7. It says this, in the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried saying, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And then John takes a moment to explain to us what is being discussed here. No, this is the same John that's writing the book of Revelation. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they should believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Many, many of the people, therefore, when they heard... Notice they heard what he was saying, said of a truth, this is the prophet. That means the Messiah. 
In the gospel, Jesus stands and cries out, If anyone is thirsty, come to me and drink, and out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. The parallel here is obvious. These scriptures are connected. Both books were recorded by the apostle John, but it goes back even further still. This theme of living water and Jesus inviting people to come runs through all of John's writing. John chapter 4 and verse 10, Jesus answered and said unto her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that speaks to you, give me to drink. Thou wouldest have asked him, and he would have given thee living water. He said, if you would have known who was speaking, if you would have known who was saying to you, give me to drink, you would have asked me to give you springs of living water. You see it? Do you see the flow? We're working our way backwards. Jesus starts with the individual, and then he calls out to the crowd. But at the end of Revelation, something wonderful happens. Now, it's not just Jesus calling. It's not just Jesus speaking only to an individual or only to the church. But now Jesus and the church are echoing the same message together. Come, come to the living water. Come to the river of life. We go from Jesus speaking to the individual, to Jesus calling the crowd, then Jesus speaking to the churches, and then at the very end, the church is not just hearing what the Spirit is saying, but the church has picked up the message, and now the church is saying the same thing. The Spirit and the bride say, come, come, come to the water, come to the presence of God. The church picks up the message. Something has transpired through John's writings. The church isn't just hearing what the Spirit is saying. The church is saying the same thing that the Spirit is saying. At the end of this book, the church is fully aligned with Jesus. Something transpires in the heavenlies when we get in line, not only with each other, but with Jesus said, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one place and in one accord. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven. They all got together, and then they all got in a line with what Jesus wanted. And when that happened, Pentecost happened. And when we get to the end of this book, we see it in its ultimate fruition. The Spirit and the bride say come. The church gets completely and fully aligned with what the Spirit is saying. And then it becomes contagious. Those that hear those words begin to echo it themselves. The Spirit and the bride say come. And then someone gets filled with the Holy Ghost. They hear the message. They come to the living water. And their first response is they tell someone else come, come. Come. The end, it struck me so hard 
last night and this morning, the end of this book. The church is aligned with what Jesus wants. Hears what he says, speaks what he speaks, wants what he wants. Saying what he says, not what Hollywood is saying, not what Washington is saying, not what Republicans are saying, not what Democrats are saying, not what social media is saying. But the church, at the end of the book, their heartbeat begins to be what Jesus says. And they begin to cry out. It doesn't matter what's going on around us, but the spirit and the bride say, come, come, come. We've got to tune out all of the distraction of what is going on around us. We are surrounded by a cacophony, an ever-echoing barrage of voices vying for our attention, trying to get us distracted, trying to create division amongst us. But we cannot as the church, as the bride of Christ, be tuned into what this world is saying. They're, all they're saying is hate. All they're saying is division. But the spirit of Christ is calling out in this last day. He's calling out that to those that knew him and walked away. And he's calling out to those who have never heard him. There is a call of the Spirit that says, come, come, come. And the voice of the church cannot be the voice of Washington or your preferred political party. The voice of the church cannot echo what is being put on social media. The voice of the church is not to echo CNN and Fox News. The voice of the church is to get aligned with Jesus until our heartbeat, until our passion is come, come, come. It doesn't matter how they get here, whether legally or illegally. It doesn't matter what their background is. It doesn't matter what their skin color is. It doesn't matter what sin has had them bound. It doesn't matter what the lies of the enemy have done to them. The voice of the church must be aligned with what the Spirit is saying. And we must cry out, come, come, come. Our struggle, our problem has been that we have been distracted by too many other voices. We have indulged ourselves with so many other people's sayings and ideas that we have gotten out of tune with what the Spirit is saying. But we've got to get ourselves aligned. It's very obvious we are living in the last days. I don't know if Jesus is coming tomorrow or if he's coming 10 years from now, but I do know this, our time Time is short and we've got to get aligned with the Lord. Our passion must be to hear what he says and then speak it back out. Come, come, come. The spirit says come. The bride, the church says come. And then we teach others. And so that when they're filled with the Holy Ghost, when they come to that living water, their first desire is to tell someone else, come, 
Spirit is speaking. It's calling. It's calling to so many hearts and lives. Reaching for people to go deeper in their relationship with him. Calling people to repentance. Calling people to baptism. Calling people to the infilling of the Holy Ghost. People are looking for more. But our passion must be to hear what the Spirit is saying. And I'm telling you today, the Spirit is saying, come. The Spirit is knocking on hearts. It's saying, come, come, come. But we've got to get in line. We've got to link up. We've got to be sensitive to what the Lord is saying until we just begin to echo it over and over again. Come, come. It's not enough to hear what the Spirit is saying. We must react to what the Spirit is saying. Over and over again, ministers have come to this place over the last year. And I've gone to meetings in other places and heard them say the same thing. God is calling those that have walked away from him back. It's not enough for you to hear it. You've got to do something with it. You've got to go after them. God is dealing with people. People have a hunger for more of God. They're looking. They're open. They're seeking after what the Spirit is saying. They're seeking after what's available in the Word of God. They hear about us speaking in tongues. They hear about the infilling of the Holy Ghost. They hear about baptism in Jesus' name. And there is a hunger. But there's got to be someone that is out there saying, come, come, come. It's open for everyone. Come, come, come. So, well, I don't know, and I've got a bad background. Most people believe Jesus in John 7 was quoting from Isaiah 55 and 1. Come, and buy without money. Come and drink freely. It's open. He's bought it. He paid for it. Just come. Just come. I don't know who's here. Maybe you walked with God for a long time, but you've been distracted. The Spirit is calling you today to come back into alignment with Him Maybe you've never been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Maybe you don't know what it's like to have that experience with God. I'm telling you, my friend, God is not wanting to leave you where you are, but he is calling out to you, come a little deeper. Come a little further in a relationship with me. Come into my presence. Come and let me change your life. The Spirit of God is calling. We just got to have ears that are willing to hear what the Spirit is saying. God is talking. Are you listening? God is speaking. Are you paying attention? Or are you distracted by all the chaos 
that goes on around us. It's time to focus in on what the Lord is wanting from us. He's wanting us to get in line with him until, like we read in that verse, the spirit and the pride say, come, come, come. Stand with me across this place. I want you to lift your hands and your voices with me right now. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Oh, we worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Oh, we love you. 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 Yes. Come on, the Lord is calling. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, we worship you. Jesus, we worship you. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Jesus. Come on, I want us to lift our hands to the Lord right now. God is moving. that's calling you deeper into relationship with him how long will you try to ignore his beckoning to come 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 how long will you be satisfied with the distraction that surrounds you
going to sing in a moment. I want every hand that's able. I want you to raise it to the Lord right now. Come on. God is talking in this place. Jesus, Jesus. Come on, he's calling you out of your lethargy. He's calling you out of your despair. He's calling you out of your rut. He's calling you out of your defeat. You need to hear what the Spirit is saying. Come, come, come. Thank you. 